Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production, now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Feel Good Podcast with Kimberly Snyder. My goal is to help you develop a holistic lifestyle based on our four cornerstone philosophy, food, body, emotional well-being, and spiritual growth. This holistic approach will help you feel good, which I define as being connected to your most authentic, highest self. And this is the place from which your energy, confidence, creativity, true power, and true beauty will start to explode. Every week, we provide you with interviews from top experts in their field or a solo cast from yours truly to support you in living your most beautiful, healthy, and joyful life. I'm your host, Kimberly Snyder, founder of Saluna, New York Times bestselling author, and holistic wellness, nutrition, and meditation teacher. Let's get started. Hi, beauties, and welcome back to our Thursday Q&A podcast, where our topic this week is ways to improve your spiritual wellness. And as we'll get into in our show today, spirituality, as we define it here in our community, has to do with greater self-awareness, self-realization, experiencing the formless part of you as the true self, which is this unlimited, creative, stable, loving, courageous part that is within you. It's within each and every, every single one of us. And so spirituality is really about the path and the practices that allow you to experience this greater capacity within yourself, this part of you that we may not always tune into in day-to-day life. And it's really, really important. It's something I'm really passionate about talking about because the more we tune into this limitless part of us, our health expands, our energy grows and grows, our vitality, our connection with other humans, other people, other our pets, animals, with ourselves, our joy, our peace. It is such an uh, intrinsic part of of really feeling peaceful in your life and really feeling joyful in your life, which is why I love to talk about it so much. As always, I love to share with you the things that have really helped me, the things that I think are really important to um, supporting each other on this path and on this journey. So we really, um, we go into all these topics. We teach this holistic lifestyle. We call the four cornerstones of true beauty and wellness, which are food, body, emotional well-being, and spiritual growth. So you'll see that the questions today, which I just glanced down at, they're wonderful questions as always from our community. They're all about different aspects of life, but we like to apply this lens. We like to look at whatever the topic is through this holistic perspective, because when we look at things in in a holistic way, it means it's integrated into one effort, one, um, you know, one thought, one uh, just complete wholeness instead of looking at things in a fragmented way where maybe the way that you're working out may be completely not in opposition or it's not supporting your, your body or your, um, emotional health, you know, where you are today, or maybe your food that you're eating isn't really supporting this ability to sit in meditation or to experience more of the true self. So everything has to work together. So you really have all the pistons firing at the same time. And then you get the best results and then you feel the best in your life, which of course, the name of our podcast, the feel good podcast isn't just, you know, being cheerful and up all the time, but it's about being connected. It's about feeling that inner support and finding that well of peace and joy inside of yourself, no matter what's going on in the outside world. 
so that you don't have to, you know, always seek outside validation. You don't have to hustle for compliments and people affirming all this stuff or also feeling competitive or that you have to compare yourself with other people. So when we're talking about spiritual wellness today on our show, we are talking about tapping into that, um, the practices and the tools to experience more of this expansive part of you. And this is something that's available to each and every single one of us. But before we get even deeper into the show, I could you know, really start to go on and on here. Before we go even deeper, I'd like to invite you to please leave us a review on iTunes, which is free and easy. It's a wonderful way to support the show. And if you screenshot your review and you email it right from your phone, super easy, you can email it to reviews at mysaluna.com with two L's. Then we will send you our self-love affirmation series, which includes seven little talks and practices around different aspects of really expanding into that deeply fulfilling self-love, which is the basis for all healthy relationships. It's the basis for feeling grounded in life as we move through this journey with all its ups and downs. We need to have a solid foundation. And so that's what this tool is. Um, that's the intention of this tool that I created for you. So I encourage you to check it out just by emailing your review to that email. And while you're over there, please be sure to subscribe to our show so that you don't miss out on any of these Q&A podcasts or the Monday shows. It's really wonderful to get into a flow and to have the subscription that way, which is free as well. That way you just, you know, don't get sidetracked or you inadvertently forget or whatever happens in life. It just becomes part of your rhythm, part of your day, part of your week. So all of that being said, let's dive right into the topic today. I'd love to hear what all the beauties in our community have written in. And as always, I say that, you know, it's not just you know, the one of us that has a specific question. If, you know, one of us is wondering, it means that, you know, it will resonate with many other members in our community because we are all connected and we're all going through, you know, maybe the details of our experiences are different, but the heart and underneath the emotions, the feelings, the things we have to process, we're all here, we're all on this similar path and on this journey. Okay, so the first question comes from Carrie. And she didn't write where she comes from, C-A-R-R-Y. So Carrie, sending you a big, huge hug, no matter where you happen to be right now. She writes, how do you balance work and your social life? So I think that this is a really um, straightforward question. Carrie, thank you so much, my love. I think that this is the age-old question about balance. And I think it's, you know, there's things that are very individual for each of us. And then there's things that are, you know, similar through line. So what I mean by that is some of us are more introverted and some of us are more extroverted. Some of us, you know, um, want more actual social interactions and, you know, we thrive off time and with friends and being out and meetings and so on. And sometimes we thrive with a little bit of less time. So same thing with, with work, I think that I can say for me personally, my work is, I don't, I don't think of it as work. I feel like it's service. It feels like it's just an extension of me. But at the same time, I do have to put up those healthy boundaries because otherwise, you know, I'll just keep going and going and creating and creating. And there does need to be this balance. 
So what I would add into the question, Carrie, is that I feel that there needs to be a balance between work, social life, and self-time. Okay, I think that third part is really, really key here. The work part is, you know, what we're what we're creating, what we're doing in the world, in our career, in our workplace, of course, the energy that we bring in exchange for, you know, if it's um, you know, money, prosperity, um, benefits, you know, wh- whatever it is that we're exchanging for our work. Sometimes it is um, just satisfaction if we're doing charity work, um, fulfillment, uh, you know, if our work is um, raising children, course, the love and uh, again, the fulfillment and the satisfaction that comes. So there's the, you know, the, the, the work part and then the social life, like I mentioned, is the, the time with friends and connections. And then the self part is the third part that I think is really important that we start prioritizing and carving time out for. And the self time is where we, we connect with ourselves. And that is critical because in that stillness, whether it's meditating, praying, journaling, walking outside in nature, whatever we want to use with that time with self, we start to really connect deeper and deeper in to our own needs, our own unique voice, our own intuition, and we and the true self. And we start to feel that stable energy rising from inside of us so that we need less and less from the outside world. It doesn't mean we don't enjoy people, we don't enjoy our work and so on and so forth, but we don't need all the validation. We don't need all the, you know, the, just we don't need to get as much because we feel really good from the inside. So that all automatically starts to create balance and healthy boundaries with friends and with work because we're not putting extra into those buckets. We're not trying to people please. We're not trying to hustle for love We're not trying to hustle for achievements that prove our self-worth because we know we're so grounded in the self-worth that arises and is present from inside of us. So what I would say is, Carrie, number one, I really, I think it's very important to prioritize that self-time because sometimes that's the easiest one to go. So I recommend carving out morning routine and evening routine and Part of that, I talk about that so much, which can include probiotics, GGS, all of this stuff. It should also include stillness and meditation time, journaling. And I say that because, again, it's this experience of this, the true self inside of us. It's not something that can be intellectually understood. We need to experience that. So we need to spend some time with it. And because the middle of the day is so crazy and unpredictable, that's why I recommend, even if it's just three or five minutes in the morning and the evening, really prioritizing that time for self. And then it makes it easier to balance everything else. I look at my schedule and, and I'll be honest, I'm more of an introvert, actually. When I'm with my friends, I love it. I love to be with them. I love to listen. I love to connect, but I don't need it all the time. So for me, it's very deliberate and it's not you know, as casual as it may have been in the past. I know my line and I know if I'm with people so much, I start to get a little bit depleted. And I also feel stressed. Like, again, there's not that balance between social life and and work. On the other hand, if I work all the time, then I, I miss the connection and then I don't feel as balanced. So last Sunday, for instance, you know, we had some birthday parties on Saturday, so I was going to hunker down on Sunday, 
But, you know, it's not always so easy on the weekends with no school and the kids and it would just be some snippets of time and nap times and things. My friend invited me to brunch and, you know, I really had to to pause. I was like, well, can I pack in more work on the Sunday instead? And then I had to really sit back and think, well, I want to go to brunch. I want to see my friends. And so it's okay. I mean, I wouldn't really get that much work done anyway, to be honest, extra because we're going to go to brunch in between the naps. And I thought, you know, I have to give myself a break. As busy as it is right now, and there's so much going on because we're getting ready to launch the pre-sales of the book and this new course and another course, the pregnancy course, and I'm um, doing final edits of the book. And of course, um, getting the podcast going and starting to go on podcast interviews for the book. I mean, there's a million things, but we are here to experience life and we're here to enjoy life as well. We're here to be awake to what's around us. And it's not just pound, 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 you know, work until you collapse every day. There has to be that balance. So I think that for me, Carrie, I really, I pencil in things and I prioritize them. So for me, the the time with self is, is I do not compromise that no matter what's going on. I do have my morning and evening meditations and that for me doesn't budge. I know my line. I know that priority. Secondly, I look ahead to my schedule and I put in things like my circles. I don't just do the Saluna circle. I have circles with my friends. So I put that in the calendar. And again, I don't compromise. I, I kind of plan the work week around it. And I know, or like play dates or times on the weekends. For me, a little bit more planning helps because then I know it's coming and I sort of adjust. And number three I have an end time to work now. And I say that carefully because there's times when I'm writing the book and I really don't, I have to, you know, write at night and stuff. But at this moment, as busy as I am, I also know the line of getting frazzled and getting depleted. So I will clock out, you know, at a certain time and I will feel guilty about it. And I'll just, you know, keep that steady rhythm of of boundary of, of ending work at a certain time. And so that allows more time to connect with self, to connect with family, to connect socially. And that really works for me. I feel like, you know, this, the flow, there's a flow between all these things. So when I have things scheduled a bit and when I'm clear, clarity is really important. It allows me to flow from work into self time, into time with friends. And then without that guilt, without trying to multitask, because clarity, organization, planning ahead are um, are super key in this regard. So I hope that helps, Carrie. I think it's important to just sit back and you know take some time processing, thinking to yourself, how much social time do I need? How much feels good to me? How much do I need to work? Am I overworking? Am I um, efforting not as much as I could? And so start to ask yourself those questions, and then it will start to hopefully feel very natural to create a balance, to create um, more space for each one. And remember that your self-worth comes from inside of you. So it doesn't come from your work. You need not pound yourself down to, you know, to smithereens to prove that you're good enough. You just really need to connect to that inner, inner connection, that inner light, and then let that guide you into the outer scheduling and how much you need of what. So thank you so much, my love. And again, big hug wherever you are. All right, let's get into our second question, which comes from Sonia, and she's also unknown. So sometimes I know we pull these ones from social media, or maybe sometimes people don't want to share. That's okay. 
Sending you love to Sonia wherever you are. She writes, Hi, Kimberly. I've been yo-yo dieting for years. Recently, keto. My hair and skin are dry. I have daily hair loss and feel it's weak, dry, brittle, and is not the beautiful thick hair I once had. I also find I get bloated in the morning most days, especially after coffee. Coffee helps. I feel like I can't get my diet right. I feel like everything is wrong. Thank you for your help. Sonia, thank you so much, my love, for your question. And I think this is something that we can relate to a lot of us. I can relate to this because, you know, before I wrote the Beauty Detox Solution, now 10 years ago, I was a yo-yo dieter. I was trying different things. I was, you know, wasn't natural because it was like following something that was like cutting something out and, you know, felt extreme in some ways. And a lot of those diets are. You know, we know if we're cutting out a whole macronutrient, for instance, if we're not supposed to eat any carbs or barely any carbs, that's going to be challenging long-term and questionable long-term as far as health. There is a reason that we have all these macronutrients and micronutrients. And so what happens, Sonia, is that when we're focusing on these diets alone, we can start to feel very unbalanced because these diets are not necessarily natural to, and especially to maintain long-term. And so it kind of goes our, against our natural flow as humans and our energy and our goals and what we want to create and so on and so forth. So what I would, I would encourage you to do two things here. Number one, I want you to focus and shift some of that energy, that beautiful energy that you're piling into the food cornerstone. I want you to shift it into the other cornerstones. I want you to Think of it as four corners, literally the cornerstones, and think about nourishing yourself more emotionally. How do you do that? You sit with your feelings, you process them, you use the tools that we provide. You think about joining the Saluna Circle, which is where we really, as a sisterhood, come together and there's daily prompts, daily tools, daily um, things that we talk about in the app, in the membership section. So you take time for yourself and for your mental health. Because often when we are, you know, obsessed with food, we can't, can't figure out the best way to take care of ourselves. It's coming from a place of disconnect, right? So emotionally, we need to, we need to connect with the energy inside of us, the emotions inside of us, the feelings inside of us. So I would take time to emotionally work and nurture spiritually. It's, you know, may not feel like it's related, but it very much is. For me, I can say that with 100% certainty and from my personal experience is that when we meditate, when we find that stillness that I talked about earlier, and we can start to drop down into ourselves and connect to our true nature, we start to have a deeper connection with our body and with our needs and with our boundaries. We can start to be really present. And then it just shift our relationship with food with 100%. Because instead of food being this thing that we can't figure out because we don't get it or we're relying on food to shift our moods for, you know, that's what food cravings basically are, we just start to see food as another way to nourish ourselves, one way of nourishing ourselves. And it's not the only way, but it just starts to create that balance. And that balance starts with that true self-connection. It starts with that true awareness from the inside. And then body-wise, we start to feel our bodies more. There's so much wisdom our bodies give us. There's so many messages. There's so many teachings. But often we are not awake or aware of these messages or teachings. 
we're just in autopilot, we're looking off charts, we're evaluating numbers like calories I've burned or whatever it is. And we are, again, not connected to our own body's needs. So I really encourage you to sit back and again, check out the cornerstones. We have lots and lots of resources for you on you know, what it is and you know what the different cornerstones include and how to explore them, how to use them to nurture yourself on a deeper level. And then number two, um, you know, I would really encourage you to go back and read the Beauty Detox Solution, which is shifting the focus from diet a bit to focusing on digestion. And, you know, from what I hear about your hair and your skin being imbalanced and maybe not getting enough nutrients, it's not just what we're eating, but it's what we digest and assimilate that really does affect our bodily structure and our the quality of our nutrition. And that's why I like to focus on things like digestive enzymes and, you know, detoxy for flushing your system, some of our Saluna products. Because when we really start to, when we really start to um, expand and look at things in this way, a lot of this frustration that you're feeling with a yo-yo dieting, Sonia, will start to dissipate because it's very limited. We're just looking at this one little detail or this. So we step back, we look at the lifestyle overall, like I said, with all of the cornerstones. And then we also step back and we look at what's going on with our digestion. So we start to discern more and more within ourselves, like which foods really do work. Maybe, you know, lots of coffee works for your friend, but it's really upsetting to your system. Or maybe keto worked for your friend, but you're stepping beyond just these restrictive diets and you're looking at ways to nourish yourself without restriction. So the Beauty Detox Solution, I also talk about things like food combining and food ordering and food pairing, um, which can also help to break that cycle of thinking that you know you can only eat certain foods or not, or it's going to really imbalance you, but rather the order and the combinations that you're eating, and that can be really helpful as well. So check out some of that stuff, Sonia. Let me know how you do and please keep in touch with me. I'm rooting for you, my love. If I can get over the yo-yo dieting, then you certainly can as well. All right, my loves. These were amazing questions. I love this. I love to hear from you so much. I love to hear about what's going on with you. We're going to take a quick break. And when I get back, we'll have two more questions on this topic. Ways to improve your spiritual wellness. Hey beauties, so I want to share with you a little bit about why I'm so passionate about our SBO probiotics. You may have probably heard of probiotics by now because they're super popular and probiotics do help to really rebalance your whole system and your health because we know so much is dictated by the proper balance of bacteria in our gut known as our microflora. So why are SBO probiotics. Well, these ones, just like everything else that I love to teach about, these are based on mother nature. They're based in, SBO stands for soil-based organisms. So they're based in the soil, the bacteria in the soil that our ancestors used to eat in small amounts. And that would really help to nourish their guts and to keep them healthy. And that's how our ancestors got their probiotics. This type of probiotic is very hardy. It also survives stomach acid. So it goes into your gut where it proliferates and that's where you get the benefits. SBO probiotics are so powerful. You don't need to refrigerate them. You take them every day and you can get benefits as far as 
better digestion, more energy, higher immunity, even better skin. I love these probiotics. I stand by them a million percent. I take them every day. I recommend them to all my clients. So check them out for yourself if you haven't yet already over at mysaluna.com. And you can use the code wellness15 for 15% off all supplements or skincare, excluding bundles. Again, that's wellness15 for 15% all supplements and skincare, including these amazing SBO probiotics. All right, my loves, we are back from our break. We have two more questions for you on this topic of ways to improve your spiritual wellness. Spiritual meaning for us, the tools and the practices to increase your um, connection to self, your experiencing of the true self nature inside of you, not just the surface, not what we look like, not what the job is, what we do in the world, but the true self, the formless part of you, your unique energy. So spirituality is about growing that awareness through actual experiences. First question comes from Kiara, and she lives in Melbourne. Melbourne. I used to say Melbourne (laughs) until I moved to Australia one day back in college, and I realized it's Melbourne. So sending you so much love down there in Oz, my love. And your question is, how do we support a partner who has anxiety? What if they are not so open to spirituality? Mm. So I think that this is a this is a very interesting question. I think that there's different components here. And on one hand, we've talked about this a bit, especially from the food angle about what do we do if I want my daughter or my husband or whatever to eat healthier and they're not open to it. So there's some of the same principles that hold. Number one, we cannot push. Unfortunately, as much as we would like to push our, our idea forward, if, even if we believe in our hearts, it can really help them. Humans are where they are. And so we have to really respect that. So there becomes, you know, the first part of this is creating healthy boundaries and the healthy boundary between you and that person and you within yourself and understanding that you can give love and you can have discussion, but you also cannot cross that boundary of pushing because that will only make that person close up even more and they will be less open to your ideas. Number two, you can lead by example. So you they may not be open to your meditations right now or to some spiritual books you're reading or whatever you're doing, but they can see you doing it, right? They can see you just sitting and allowing them to be and you are being you. And so you're meditating and they will, you know, doing your practices, your journaling, whatever it is, and they'll start to see this rising consciousness in you. They'll start to see this rising peace. And they may, in one day on their own, decide to meditate with you, or they may ask you a question or two, and then it's opening the door a little bit. And so without pushing, without over-efforting, you can offer up more of your ideas about anxiety, about spirituality, about whatever it is that you want to share with them. Um, And that becomes, you know, that becomes very beautiful when it starts to blossom between between partners. But again, it's something that has to come in its own time and it really can't be uh, pushed or prodded along too much. So the third thing is remember that anxiety is really, you know, in, in a way, it's fear of the future because of a trauma or a pain that happened in the past. So if we were totally free and clear 
we would just all be here right now. That's what we're working towards, right? Just here in this moment, breathing in this moment. But whatever's happened to us in the past, we can see the Sanskrit word samskara is this collection of mind thoughts and patterns. It influences us a bit now. We don't always forget. And then it creates a little bit of a different relationship with the future where there's fear about maybe the same hurt will happen again. So we try to protect ourselves. We try to control things, all the different mechanisms that we have that are really different iterations of anxiety and different levels of it. So we can um, offer, again, besides showing our, um, showing our example, we can offer mindfulness practices about being really present. We can have very present conversations. And maybe we don't use the word spirituality, but we use mindfulness. Or you can bring in some science, some story, you know, studies rather. And if they're more open to that, you can just show how some, you know, deep belly breaths or connecting with the breath has a profound ability to help bring us to the here and now and to help, you know, quell some of that anxiety. So again, people are where they are. We don't want to push. But at the same time, we, you know, we live our lives. We keep bringing love to the table. We lead by example with our meditations. We offer practices. And the last and final thing is that we really see that person. So we don't, we don't want to add to their pressure and say, okay, well, I'll only, you know, they feel a disappointment and say like, I know I really only love you. I'm not disappointed if you do what I say. But rather, we we look deep down into that human and we can see and we can connect to the light inside of them. And when we do that, there it just creates a, a connection on a whole other level. It's so much deeper and more beautiful than anything because we all want to be seen. We all want to be acknowledged for who we really are on the inside. And so when you start to make that connection with your partner in a deeper and deeper way, even through their anxiety, you love them anyway, you love them throughout it. It can open the door for them to want to be, you know, healed or have these tools and practices because they're not feeling that, oh, you know, you'll only love me if I, if I meditate with you or if I try this stuff with you. They'll see that there is no pushy agenda. You're really just seeing them as, as they are. And that usually helps to bring forward more of that beautiful, spaciousness, that limitlessness, the godliness in each of us, whatever term you want to use, it starts to bring it forward because what we see, what we pay attention to starts to build more and more energy around it. So try that Kiara. I know it can be tough with partnerships. I will say that uh, very soon we're going to be releasing this course. It's called Beyond Fear, Awakening Freedom to Live Your Best Life. And it's a course that's going to be available in the pre-sale period of the book starting at the end of October. So anybody that buys two or more books will get the course for free. And I bring this up now because there is a a couple of the videos. There's a whole section that I teach with my husband. And we talk about our differences and, and, and ways we come together. And when I met John, he was open to spirituality, but not like, you know, the path that I was on necessarily but he became more and more open because, you know, my approach to it, I think, and I wasn't pushy. And then he started witnessing more and more and seeing what was happening within me. So I think you'll really love that course. In particular, you may really vibe with some of those videos. So when it comes out, check it out, love, if it resonates with you. And 
I send you again so much love down there in Melbourne in beautiful Oz and so much love. All right, my loves. Speaking of which, we have one more question and this comes from Cynthia who lives in Mexico. And she writes, how do you gauge where your spiritual wellness is? I mean, I take time to be in nature and in silence, but it seems that everyone is meditating these days and I'm not sure I really need to incorporate it into my lifestyle. Maybe just being in nature is my own version of meditation. So Cynthia, thank you so much for your question. Sending you lots of love down there to Mexico. And so I will say that there are different forms of meditation and they are different for different people. And it's, you know, there's different things that we resonate with. But remember this, that the goal of meditation, according to the great yogi Paramahansa Yogananda, who was a great master that brought yoga here to the West and other masters, meditation is not just about relaxation. Meditation is not just about relieving stress. Meditation is about union. It is about the divine connection within you, uniting with the human part of you. It's where the formless unites with the form. It's where we unite with that the drop of consciousness of spirit inside of us. We connect with spirit in, in this limitless, the presence of spirit in this limitless, powerful way. So I am an advocate of the type of meditations we do, the practical enlightenment meditations that I offer you on our Saluna website and in the app because it's directed towards that. And it's inspired by the great yoga master, uh, Paramahansa Yogananda's teachings on Kriya Yoga. So there's a component for stilling the body, then breath work, and then the I am affirmation, which is the uniting of consciousness. And what I like about sitting in meditation is that eventually you get to the point where you, during that period, you let your energy ascend and you forget about the body, right? So there's a space where we want to go into the limitless. We want to go into that union. And so sitting in meditation allows the safe space, these techniques that really are effective in doing that. Now, you'll hear my podcast with Krishna Das, who's a wonderful kirtan artist, you know, probably the biggest one in the world. And he talks about chanting as his meditation because in those moments where he's chanting the names of, of God, of the divine, he's so immersed in the chanting that he is not really aware of his body. He's not really aware of the me thoughts. So it's another form of union. Walking in nature is, you know, for me, something I do every day. I love it very much. I connect, I see the interconnection of all things. I feel my energy expand. Um, it's also a time where I clear my mind and I don't have my phone on and I get great ideas. But at the same time, for me, walking is a bit different than meditation because, you know, there's people that do different, you know, specific walking meditations. I'm just saying my own experience because I'm still aware of the body and I'm still, um, you know, while I'm walking, there's still some more thoughts come in. So for me, it's important to do both. I love to be outside. I love to connect with nature. I love to see the blue sky and the birds and to, you know, all this stuff. I find it so healing, but I, you know, I can't for me just do that and not sit in the meditation because I'm not getting the same quality of union. 
you know, I feel united with the trees and everything around, but really sitting and focusing on the spine, the energy going up and down and this expansion is something for me and on the lineage that I come from and study from. It's really the sitting and meditating that you go the deepest. But again, this is an individual path. The path of spirituality is there's no right or wrong. So Cynthia, if you really feel that divine connection tuned in while you're walking, and you don't feel called necessarily to sit and meditate every day, then that may be the right path for you. Although I would encourage you to check out the Practical Enlightenment Meditations one or a few times a week, just to really get that experience of just sitting and not doing anything at all. You don't have to move your legs forward. You don't have to do anything you know, as, as walking. You're really just being in that beautiful divine connection. And, you know, see how that resonates with you as well. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You could try both and, and see what comes of it. So thank you so much, my love. And again, I'm so grateful for we're, that we are connected. So um, thank you so much for being part of our community. And same thing to all of you, my loves. It is my great honor to be here with you today and to offer this podcast to you. It means so much to me to be able to connect with you truly. And before we sign off today, I want to leave uh, leave you with my quote of the week, which is what we've been reinforcing all along. Spirituality is about having the experience of the true self within you. So I want to reinforce this again at the bottom of the show, experience. We can read things. We can read inspiring quotes on social media. We can read books. Or we can read a blog or an essay. And it may make sense academically, intellectually, in the mind, in the thoughts, But here, when we're talking about spiritual wellness, how much are we experiencing the true self? How much are we really connecting to that awareness inside of us? And that is really the heart of spirituality. It isn't about understanding things on paper. It's about the experience. So I'd love to offer you meditations as well. Um, We have a section of meditations over on the app, the Saluna app and the website, We have some wonderful products, including Detoxy and the digestive enzymes and the probiotics and the skincare to really support you in the body cornerstone. And of course, the Saluna Circle is, you know, my passion project. It just really helps support you emotionally. Food-wise, we have all the recipes, all the, my first few books, so much to support you from a dietary standpoint, which is so impactful on your overall energy as well. So check everything out on the website, mysaluna.com. We'll also include some show notes of some other shows that I think you would really enjoy, as well as links to resources and products. I appreciate you so much. And remember to keep the questions coming. I'm always listening. I always want to know how I can support you more and more. So sending you so much love, my sister, my brother out there. And I will see you back here Monday for our next interview podcast. Till then, take care and so much love.